Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Excel Still More podcast. I am your host, Chris Emerson, and we are here to talk about tips and strategies that we can employ to help us grow in our faithfulness to God, to reach new heights, to excel still more. Thanks for joining. Let's get started. So today's topic is about the need to close the door. That's a figure of speech that we use sometimes, closing the door on something. That means that it's time to resolve it. It's time to make a decision and stand by that decision. When you close the door on something, usually it means you've said no, but always it means you've ended the debate. One of the mistakes that we make that keeps us from achieving great things is we leave a little crack in the door on things. We're resolved, for the most part, not to do those things, but we just leave open the tiniest option. And what you find is they just continue to plague you. Because the truth is, there's a large difference between a closed door and a mostly closed door. Uh, I'm grinning as I say that because it reminds me of The Princess Bride, one of my favorite all-time movies, where it talks about the main character being mostly dead. He's not completely dead. If he was completely dead, there'd be nothing we could do. He is mostly dead, which means he is slightly alive. Now, you may know the rest of that movie. That's all it took was just slightly alive, and they were able to bring him back, and he became the hero. Well, in a much less heroic sense, there are things that we want to kill, things that we want to be dead in our lives. Sometimes the inability to do great things and new things and achieve new goals and grow is because there are things that we just don't want in the way that are holding us back. Well, what I'm here to tell you is there's a big difference in saying I'm closing the door on that thing. I am 100% certain that that is an issue that's over and complete and I'm putting it out of my life. As compared to saying I'm just pretty certain that I'm not going to do that anymore. There's just a difference mentally in how you process those two statements. Now, as you know, those things can pop back up, but it's much more difficult for them to do so when we resolve 100% not to do them, and then we just slam the door shut again. But if you leave that small possibility, and sometimes we do that with our language, we just leave that little possibility of failure, that becomes big in a hurry. We sometimes call that the 98% rule. I am 98% sure that I'm going to do this today. Well, isn't it amazing how that 2% can grow very rapidly and easy and take over? I am 98% sure we're going to a wedding or something. I am nearly completely certain that I will not be eating cake at this wedding. Well, just the fact that you've said 98%, that 2% says you're just going to go over there and take a look. I mean, you're mostly resolved not to eat the cake. You're just going to go take a look. You've left that crack in the door. There's a difference between a cracked door and a closed door. Let me just tell you, that 2% becomes two pieces of cake in a hurry. Uh, And two pieces because it turns out they had both chocolate and vanilla. You needed to try both of them. So as we move forward in this discussion today, I'll be giving you some examples and also some tips on how it is that you can go ahead and push the door shut. If you've got the door mostly closed on something, you're telling yourself, I don't want to do this anymore, or I'm ready to put this behind me, whatever your decision is. You're saying that by pushing the door mostly closed. What I'm saying is, let's finish that. Let's go ahead and put it into a locked position And that resolution will garner strength in you mentally and in terms of how you live and the choices that you make. Before we get into that, let me tell you why we're calling this Close the Door. At our home, there are a few doors that just don't ever get completely closed, or very rarely. We want to regulate the temperature in the room, 
or control the amount of volume coming in and out or ensure some level of privacy. But for whatever reason, instead of just closing the door and locking it, we have it mostly closed. And the problem with that is it is really, really easy to open a mostly closed door. I'll give you three examples. Our bedroom door. We sometimes close it and lock it, but very rarely. Usually we keep it mostly closed. It mitigates the amount of sound that we have as we're watching television in there or whatever, and the sound that's coming from other rooms. And we want some privacy, so the door is mostly closed. Well, how hard is it for a toddler in stealth ninja silent mode to lean forward and push open that door and come in? It's super easy to do. A mostly closed door becomes a completely open door with almost no effort at all. Probably parents know what I'm talking about, and you've experienced something like that. My boys. My boys are on the other side of the house, and they keep their door mostly closed. The reason that it's not wide open is it helps with temperature control, and, you know, boys have an interesting scent that we try to keep mostly confined to the room, and they watch television. They watch Netflix at night before bed. Yeah, I know. Worst parents ever. TV in the bedroom with Netflix. Got it. Okay, we're over that. But we keep the door mostly closed. Here's the problem, though. And, And by the way, we can still hear them from the other side of the house, but just a little bit. It's just right. The problem is we have a cat. I don't know why we have a cat, by the way. I see no value in having a cat, but we do. But that door is positioned in such a way where the cat wants to get in about that time each night and is able to, just by moving towards the crack, push that door open. And then it's set in such a way the door that it just goes ahead and swings all the way open. Now I can hear uh, Cake Boss Episode 5 or whatever they're watching, and it got really loud in a hurry. The point is this. When the door is closed, a cat can't open it. Actually, I I think our cat can open closed doors. Maybe we'll do an episode on that later. But it's a lot more difficult to do as opposed to leaving it cracked. The number one example for me, because I'm a dad and I don't want to air condition or heat the entire neighborhood. Did your dad used to say that? is the back door. Our back door takes a little bit of extra effort to close. It's just set in such a way that you have to consciously push on it right at the end to snap it into place. Well, if you've got kids, you know how that works. It gets almost completely closed. And in fact, it kind of looks closed from most angles. But then a little breeze comes along in the backyard and the door is blown wide open. And there I am being my dad saying, why are we heating the entire neighborhood and all those things that I never thought that I would say. So here's the point before we get into the application and the tips. In all three of those examples, a toddler, a cat, and a gentle breeze, things that are not strong in and of themselves, were able to take a door that seemed pretty much closed and make it completely open. And honestly, I think a lot of people do that with things in their lives that they don't want to do. Maybe it's something that you don't want to say. Maybe it's something that you don't want to think. And you convince yourself to close it mostly off, to give it almost, almost no place in your life. But the problem is, almost isn't the same as closing the door. It's not a full resolution. And that little bit becomes a lot under even the slightest of pressures. Have you ever noticed that? I know some friends who battle with bad language, and it's because of the culture they came out of, and they just don't want to speak like that. And they're pretty sure when a day starts and they go to work, they're almost completely sure that they're going to make it through the day without saying a word that they shouldn't. But they're surprised at how often that doesn't work out. The problem is, you didn't go in saying, I am not doing this today. 
I have resolved. I've closed the door. I've locked it tight. That is not who I am. Instead, you said, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to, and I hope that nothing happens. Well, things happen. The slightest of pressures open up things that we wanted to remain closed. So in terms of application, there are a few things I want to share with you. First of all, I want you to remember what Jesus said about the disciple. The disciple says things and means those things. The disciple doesn't say probably or most likely. Now, we know that things happen and mistakes get made. A disciple says yes when his determination is yes, and he says no when his determination is no. He's clear about that, and he's bold about that. You remember when Jesus said, let your yes be yes and your no be no. And so maybe one of the first things we can do here is just change our language a little bit. If you're dealing with your kids and they're asking something or pestering you about something or getting a little bit out of line, don't say something that is mostly authoritative, like, you know, you're probably about to get in trouble. Or uh, if you keep going, there's a high likelihood you won't get any dessert tonight. Why, Why do we talk like that? They know we don't mean it. They know the difference between mostly convicted and completely convicted. Let's use language that says, look, okay, you know what? No dessert tonight. Or just hand me your phone. I'll give it back to you in a couple of days. Just be resolved and then have that door closed. Hey, that door's closed. In a couple of days, we'll talk about it and we'll see what's next. It'll garner a lot more respect. But look, it's not just about with your kids. I think most of this for me, most of the progress I've been making is inside of my own head. If there's something that I'm trying to change, If I get up every day and I want to exercise, maybe you caught that episode before about exercising 30 minutes a day. If I say, I am almost certainly going to exercise today, you watch what happens with that little bit of wiggle room that I give the day to knock that exercise right out of it. Instead, I get up and say, look, there are about three great priorities in my day. The first one has to do with God. The second one has to do with my family. And the third one has to do with the fact that I am going to exercise today. That's my decision. Be resolved. I think it's really powerful. Now, here's an area where, whether you take the advice you just heard or not, you need to take this advice. When it comes to sin, it's time to be definitive. It is time to close the door on sin. This mostly closed door business, have you noticed how easily things around you can open up that door under even the slightest of pressures? What does the Bible say? In the book of Colossians chapter 3, it talks about sin, immorality and impurity and things that just don't belong in the life of the Christian, things that you don't need me to debate here. You don't need me to use the 15 minutes telling you that lust for someone that's not your spouse is sinful or pornography is dangerous or adultery is devastating. You know all of that already. What you need to understand is that Christians say things like, I am dead to those things. Not mostly dead, not probably dead. My body is completely dead to those things. Now, you may be listening to this thinking, well, you know, sin does happen. No, I get that. Sometimes even closed doors, even closed locked doors get opened when you don't want them to be opened. That happens. But it's a lot more rare than a cat pushing open a mostly closed door. It takes a lot more effort on behalf of the adversary, to get into the room. And when it happens, you close it back and you reaffirm your position. This is useful if you're trying to give up things, like I said, like pornography or lust or bad language or whatever it might be. Enter the day 
with that one great hour and jot down some absolute closed-door end-of-discussion resolutions. You'll find that very powerful mentally and then actually in your life. I think we also should mention Romans chapter 13, where it talks about putting on the Lord Jesus Christ. And listen carefully to this. Make no provision for the flesh in regard to its lusts. Remember the example I gave you earlier about going to the wedding? 98% sure, mostly closed door on the cake. But because you left just a little crack there, the 2%, you went over and you took a look at the cake. I mean, you're still nearly certain you're not going to eat it, but you went over to take a look. You noticed that there was a little chocolate there and a little vanilla. You noticed that the the slices they were cutting were actually kind of small. It's not like they're a ton of calories. Those are pretty small servings. And that 2% became 100% in a hurry. Here's the thing about making absolute resolutions as it regards to sin. If there are things that I need out of my life so that I can grow, so that I can excel and get better and be a better husband and father and Christian, not only am I going to use language that says, that's over, I'm going to make 0% provision for that. I'm not going to get near it. I'm not going to think about it. Why would I even think about it? It's a closed issue. I'm not going to just take a peek and see what kind of self-control I have. I'm fleeing it. I'm away from it. There is no possibility that that's something that I want to happen in my life. I think if you'll do that with some things, and only you know what those things are, you will see huge successes in closing the door on sin. Of course, this program is not just about closing the door on sin. It's also about laying aside things and closing the door on things every day that just get in the way of us getting better. Remember, our big theme is to excel still more, to get better, to make progress, to use our time more valuably. And so what that means is it may be time to close the door on some things that aren't necessarily sin, but those little allowances that we leave around that keep us from doing amazing things. I was thinking about examples like conviction that families have at home at night to put the electronics away for a couple of hours and just spend time together. Let me just tell you from experience, if you're mostly certain that that's what's going to happen tonight, it ain't going to happen tonight. But if you have closed the door on that issue, it is fully resolved. Tonight from 7 to 10, we will have no electronics in the house. Your chances of success have just gone through the roof, and there's really no negotiating towards failure. And slight little pressures and inconveniences will not push the door wide open. Or let's talk about that miracle morning just a bit. We discussed the need to get up a little early, maybe an hour early, and do some Bible reading and prayer. Even if you do something wise, like set your alarm or lay out your clothes for the morning, if you go to bed pretty sure that you're going to get up in the morning, you will smash that snooze button until you crack your phone screen. But if you completely close the door on that issue before you lay down at night, I'm getting up in the morning, I will have my one great hour, then mentally you've left yourself no influences other than things outside of your control. So far as it depends on you, you've left nothing but success as an option. And if we'll make more decisions ahead of time like this, we sometimes call it being intentional, then we'll find that those good intentions become a reality for us. Once the decision's been made, we'll go ahead and put some provisions in place. If it's something that we want to do, like I said, you lay out your clothes or you already have your coffee pot ready to go off at a certain time. And if it's something that you don't want to do, you make no provision for that. You give yourself, spiritually speaking, not even a line of sight to the cake table. 
So I have a couple of little exercises for you. This involves writing down or typing down a few things to list. List number one, what are some things in your daily life? So these are things that happen today or could happen tomorrow. What are some things in your immediate future where it is time to push the door shut? They do not belong. You never want them there. You're never proud of yourself when they happen. But it's time to stop keeping the door mostly closed and letting the wind influence it. It's time to be absolute on that. I would like for you to jot down a few of those things. And look, I don't know how that's going to go in the long term. But as for the rest of today and tomorrow, these three things are out. And I've made that determination. I want you to write down or mentally make note of a few of those things and then offer them up to God as convictions on your part. On the other side, and this is a little more fun to talk about, why don't you list three things that are really important to you to do today or tomorrow? Things maybe in your own spiritual walk, maybe things that have to do with your family, evangelism, any number of things, things that that you're most likely to do, but a lot of times most likely just doesn't amount to much. This time, you write down, jot down, or mentally note those three things, and you say, I am, as far as it depends on me, 100% convicted. This is a done deal. I'm doing these things. And then you get ready to have a great day, and you feel great about it. Because mentally, you have prepared yourself for success with just the shortest of concepts noted consciously. Today, on these things, I will close the door. If you found this helpful today and you would like to support the program, there are three great things you could do. Make sure that you go to iTunes or the podcast app and subscribe, leave a rating, and also a review. That would really help us out. Don't forget to share with people that you care about. And remember, you can follow along on Facebook at the Excel Still More page. I hope you have a great day. And remember, whatever you choose to do today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Excel Still More.